edition of the Gabeski Wallace Report podcast. I'm Charlie Wallace. I'm Adam Gabeski. In the same room this time as Charlie Wallace. Today we're going to discuss the movie Battlefield Earth. Now, if you haven't seen Battlefield Earth, um, don't. <laughs> I guess in short, it's based on the book by uh, L. Ron Hubbard and was. Hold on, let me let's 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 get the definitive okay version here. So. Battlefield Earth, 1982 science fiction novel written by L. Ron Hubbard, who, if you may not know, is the founder of Scientology. Um, basically, the Earth has been taken over by this alien race called Cyclo. Yeah, which I found kind of strange because, I mean, based on the way it's spelled, it seems to be... Psycho with an L? Yeah, like, it's based on <laughs> an English word or... Which is based on other languages before it, so... Yeah, you never know. Maybe it's coincidence. Maybe it's, co- maybe it's just a translation. Maybe that's the translation from their original language into English. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's just stupid. <laughs> Let's go with that. Anyway, the uh, Cyclo are an alien race who take over the Earth, and they apparently conquer the Earth in nine minutes. <laughs> Uh, but nevertheless, despite that, um, a freedom fighter named Johnny, they kept uh, calling him Johnny. Barry? Barry Pepper? Barry Pepper? <laughs> I guess that's the actor's name. <laughs> Johnny Pepper. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, for whatever reason, for some reason they decide to teach him math and science and engineering. And so he manages to destroy their entire home planet and retake Earth. Hooray! That, that took seven seven days. Eight, eight uh, days of planning or so. Uh, yeah, overall. more or less. So, why have humans not... Like, how long has it been since the humans were taken over? Did they tell you that? Um, I know that the Netflix preview said the, they invaded in 2000, and they, now it was the year 3000. Oh, so that's long enough for them to forget all of their culture and mathematics and yes, things like that. although apparently not long enough for all known forms of neglected printed work to disseminate. Oh, <laughs> there's libraries full of like books, including the original Declaration of Independence and things like that. Yeah, the, the Library of Denver has a treasure trove of <laughs> useful information for uh, potential revolutionaries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, all right, man. Where where do we where do we begin with this well, I, cinematic masterpiece? It clocked in at what an hour and one hundred and seventeen minutes. One hundred seventeen minutes, what almost Net- two hours. Netflix, said. and I feel like we might have gotten that down to about ninety if everything hadn't been in slow motion. Yeah, what was <laughs> what was up with that? It was like every shot, and not like even like you know the dramatic shots where things slow down because someone's dying and stuff like that you know it's just like anytime like something remotely action-oriented happens <laughs> it's just slow-mo yeah i think they might have done slow-mo while he was eating the rat even <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's a horrifying experience but so now yeah. the the debris falling in slow motion is the debris gonna hit something is it not gonna hit something is it... my favorite piece of debris is the one that was like when they did their like model explosion, and, you know, was flung off. Yeah. But because of slow mo, it just basically looks like this rotating circle of debris, just sort of <laughs> hovering in the shot. Um, movie also stars, uh, well, John Travolta, obviously. I mean, how could you not know that? But um, 
Forrest Whitaker's in it too. Forrest Whitaker. Which is interesting. And uh, Barry Pepper, who I am learning was in Saving Private Ryan. Okay, sure. Uh, he's Private Daniel Jackson, the sniper. Sure. Uh, Green Mile, 25th Hour, We Were Soldiers. Yeah, he's I Roger don't... Marison, 61 star. Okay, I, I just, I'm not sure I recognize any of, I don't recognize him from those movies. Though. I mean, I've seen them all. He, but... he He's a voice in Modern Warfare too. Ooh. <laughs> don't get me started on the story in that. It was only slightly better than than this movie. But yeah, now Force Whitaker, I'm just going to point out, he's always got the weird eye thing. I mean, you notice that, right? Yeah. But I guess <laughs> it's not very easy to notice when you have yellow contacts in, so I think it's worked <laughs> out pretty well for him in that sense. But Yeah, all the aliens have yellow contacts, except, except John Travolta. Well, you've got beautiful blue eyes like that. You don't want to cover them up with yellow contacts. Yellow um, contacts, um... Platform. Trick, trick photography and yeah, um, cheap tricks to make them look like yeah. towering over people. Yeah. I think everyone had platform boots, so I think half of the reason that everything was a slow-mo is because the actors couldn't run in the gigantic boots. <laughs> it's like freaking mechs walking around. <laughs> it's like... Doo, doo, doo. And they were also wearing um, gloves, like hairy gloves with long nails, which allowed think, them not... I think, I think those were supposed to be their hands. Oh, yeah. No, no. I mean, the actors were wearing Oh! Oh! <laughs> no, no. I understand. I understand that. Except that all of their technology seemed to be suited better for a human than it was for them. <laughs> like all of the interfaces for the um, for the spaceships like had like human buttons and it was like hard for them to press because their nails were so long or <laughs> when they had to use guns they, they couldn't even hold on to the guns properly and pull the trigger <laughs> their nails were just like pointing out in every every which direction <laughs> i i don't think it was nominated for academy award for best best makeup i mean it was interesting i mean I, there were certainly interesting looking aliens i do have a quote here from john stewart of the daily show <laughs> who described the movie as quote a cross between Star Wars and the smell of ass. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so there's the weird slow-mo. Yeah. And then there's like the weird like tilted camera angles on like every shot. Yeah, and there was a couple of shots where the, now we're going to have the camera tilted at 30 degrees this way. And then the immediate next shot was tilted 30 degrees in the other direction. I'm, I'm not sure there were more than like... A dozen shots that were like level. <laughs> Seriously, it was like like tilt, tilt, you know, I think, tilt. I think that they had a tripod in one of the <laughs> one of the legs. One of the falling. legs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can somebody come here and fix this? Now we spent all the money on John Travolta's hair. <laughs> oh yeah, because all the aliens have like super big heads with like yeah. big hair and like dreadlocks and stuff. <laughs> well, and then also the aliens. Well, I guess they're supposed to be have. Superior technology to us be able to destroy us in nine minutes, but they're not very smart. <laughs> they're, uh, they're, they're... Maybe it was just Forrest Whitaker and John Travolta that weren't smart. Maybe well, they just put the two bunglers down on Earth. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> they always could... talk about, "Oh, you're so stupid. Oh, the humans are so stupid. They couldn't possibly yeah. understand this." No, the, <laughs> the the weird thing about this movie, I mean, beyond like the visuals, the cinematics, and the strange acting choices that we'll discuss in a minute it's like there were two 
separate movies. <laughs> First of all, there's the A story, which is the story of this young human, Johnny, who rises up to lead the remaining humans to revolt against the evil aliens and recover, take back Earth. And then there's this other story that appears to be a black comedy about economics that the aliens are in. <laughs> Where they're like, it's all about leverage, and you're so dumb. <laughs> what was that? And what was the message of that economic story, too? Capitalism is don't is underestimate your. Or, I don't. Uh, maybe. Or maybe it's an anti-Wall Street sort of movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wall Street was better than this. I'll say that. <laughs> that wasn't my favorite either, but. Um, so yeah, that was that was weird, and then. To add to that, there were the differences in acting choices. <laughs> Everyone had their own idea, their own take on what the aliens were supposed to be, and they didn't really line up. Uh, I don't, all right, I don't necessarily Maybe they have different personalities, but I don't necessarily know if, if that's true. I mean, you okay, think it's the actors and their just own personal choices about how they're supposed to act. Okay, well, so the humans like were all more or less, you know, since they were in the freedom fighter flick they all more or less acted like freedom fighters you know broken and then regaining sure. power okay and then the alien like i kind of think it was just john travolta who by the way was like a producer for the movie right? <laughs> like he wanted to make it yeah like all the other aliens are trying to be more or less like kind of semi-casual yeah. so like they're all like laughing and joking and then like John Travolta is doing this like cod Shakespearean dialogue and acting like he's on stage. And it was like things like, why would you think they would mean such a thing? <laughs> That's like exactly the way he would say it. And then, you know, there's he would these over bizarre things. Just, his gestures were just so broad, too. Like, yeah, it really was like he was. Yeah, it was, like, it was like he was like, yeah, like they were doing Battlefield Earth, the stage adaptation. <laughs> Which you, should happen. You foolish rat brain! How would you possibly know? Eat your rat! <laughs> I want to see it though. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll make it. And then everyone, and then like everyone else is like you know just doing like their dialogue and not trying to ham it up. So like my favorite part is there's like a there's a scene where Forrest Whitaker and John Travolta are talking, and John Travolta says something Shakespearean like. Uh, you shall take all of the man-animals and make sure that they learn to do the mining. And Forrest Whitaker's like, oh, come on, man! <laughs> then another thing is, uh, aliens were, were, were always doing this way over the top laughing at each other. Like, whenever they came in a tense situation where they were trying to double-cross each other, they would just start laughing, like, <laughs> that's like yeah that's like the stage the stage laughing as well I just... <laughs> it's a joke <laughs> oh thank you sir I, I don't know if I could have kept my sanity to be here another five cycles we've decided to keep you here for another 50 cycles with endless options for renew, with endless options for renew, with endless options for renew. <laughs> yeah, no, it's literally, it's like Freedom Fighter movie. Weird, bad comedy about economics. <laughs> well, I guess they were just all distracted by the economics so they didn't see the uprising coming. <laughs> I guess. 
And of course, the aliens used that special machine to teach the guy everything he knew about mathematics and science and oh, alien yeah. technology. <laughs> so it was really their own fault. I don't know why they did that. <laughs> um, kind of maybe, strange. I mean, my guess was from the movie was that they thought man was so stupid. I don't know if you caught the line where they were like, the primary species of this planet was dog. Right, yeah, that... This it's is like, just like, ha ha, man is stupid. That's just another example of how stupid the aliens are, though. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. clearly not the case. If they've done any research whatsoever. Yes, but, you know, maybe they... Yeah, so they're stupid, so they were like, oh, he won't actually learn to apply this nuclear then physics. Then why, why give it to him? <laughs> yeah, it's just why not set the machine for mining? Let's just teach him mining no, no, see, and see if he can learn that. No, you're not you're not thinking like a cyclo. In in the cyclo world, it's either no knowledge or everything we ever knew. <laughs> there are so no John Travolta is on the on the former side of that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't the one they've entrusted information or logical thinking to. <laughs> Yet he's the one who controls the entire earth. John Travolta is or well, alright, we should be fair. John Travolta's character, Turl is so dumb he thinks he's smart. Okay, sure, but but then Forrest Whitaker's character is even dumber than that. He keeps trying to double cross him and fail like <laughs> Yeah, that was like the com- the black comedy going, bit. Oops. <laughs> and then like shot off his hand and then there's just nothing. There's or they no... like or they blew off the guy's arm and there's nothing. There's no yeah, there's no there's no blood in this movie either, which is bizarre. Like because we're going for the PG what PG thirteen rating, so all the Kids can see the Scientology movie. I... Yeah, this movie is rated PG-13 for, quote, intense sci-fi action. That's, that's according to IMDb. <laughs> but there was a scene with the, with the neck collar, and they're all building him up like they're going to blow the guy's head off. And then you see the guy with an ex- surprised expression on his face, and the camera immediately just pans off him to the right. You and then like there's an explosion sound. Yeah. And everyone's like... like <gasps> Why are they teasing us like that? Just give us something. You well, know? come on. We're, I mean, they're about this time. There, there were also lines like like the line that they were trying to not offend. So Forrest Whitaker <laughs> says, how, how the crap should I know? <laughs> <laughs> or they say, gosh, blast it. Or things like that. Blast it. They said it like quite a few times. No, but I like it. It was like, how the crap should I know? But later, somebody said, how the hell should I know? So <laughs> what was the original intention of that line? Maybe you can only say it a certain number of times. I know the F word. You can only say like once or something, or once or twice before you get past the PG thirteen rating. This movie's from two thousand. How many hells could it possibly take to get to an R rating? Probably like twenty. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Are you not aware that I graduated top of my class? Quite an accomplishment. So, (laughs) what about what humans eat in this movie? Well, we already talked about the rats. Somehow the, the aliens think that rats are humans' favorite food because it's the first thing they try to eat, which doesn't really make sense. They really have no powers of observational critical thinking whatsoever. <laughs> A hu- like, if they were starving, is that the first thing they would eat? Would be their favorite thing? <laughs> their favorite thing would just happen to show up? <laughs> Maybe that's how things work on Cyclo. I wish I lived on Cyclo. <laughs> <laughs> you get really no. hungry and a lobster just appears in front of you <laughs> and cooks itself and you eat it <laughs> or uh, when they were in the cages they fed them <laughs> well it was green goop but it really just looked like guacamole I think that's what it was Guac- I thought they just had some left over in the, ca- in the meal truck or whatever at the, <laughs> at the set 
Oh, we got all this extra guacamole. Why don't we use this to end the film? Uh, all right. Who ordered seven gallons of guacamole? What are we going to do with this? <laughs> but you know how the you know how you could tell the aliens were monsters? Hmm. They served them guacamole and no chips. <laughs> that's uh, how that's how you knew they were evil. That's true. But we all eat at the same time, right? <laughs> that's true. We don't take turns eating. We shouldn't fight amongst ourselves. We should all eat at the same time. <laughs> Just a bum rush on the guacamole. That's trough. how I knew he was. <laughs> That's how I knew he was going to be the leader. <laughs> he was going to save us all. Uh, well, it's not just because of that. I mean, it's also because he can inspire people to learn how to fly Harrier jets in a week. <laughs> uh, so they found uh, uh, an old military base, and uh, they found just a bunch of Harriers. Like, it was like eight or nine Harriers just sitting there, and uh, a simulator, too. So he's like... He talked to a second man. Can you teach them? To, can you teach these men to fly in seven days? It's like I don't know how to fly, but why not? Piece of cake. Piece of cake. It should be easy. I mean, how hard could it be? <laughs> and they did. And they did. Flying so, like through buildings, shooting off missiles, hitting the eject <laughs> button. Which is true. They probably couldn't even read the read the word eject. <laughs> Attention. This is Tell, your chief of security. Exterminate all man animals at will. And happy hunting! Um, yeah, the humans devolve pretty quickly and they act like monkeys. Which I... <laughs> at least at first, I guess the idea is they start to act like monkeys, like rattling on the cage and like crouching down and looking quizzically at each other. And then as time goes on, they maybe stand more upright as they gain their independence <laughs> and work together. It's... It's a deep so transparent, form. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we learned that aliens like gold. Yeah. Well, why? Why wouldn't you? It's shiny, it's and true. Um, you it's... need a standard behind your money. Yeah, it's it's. It, it allows them to print more money on their home world <laughs> <laughs> by getting the Fort Knox gold reserves. <laughs> John Travolta. John Travolta. <laughs> John Travolta shows up at the mining site and they've mined because they've, they've been supposed to be mining raw gold yes so they steal it from Fort Knox and give it to him George Volta is like why is this in bar form and he's like we thought you'd want it that way <laughs> and he's like alright good enough for me <laughs> no he's like well if you guys have so much free time on your hands I expect it sooner in bar form he doesn't like question it or anything he's just like alright I guess they worked out how to smell ore I, th- I think the whole thing with the aliens, they're just trying to make them so unlikable that you'd be behind the humans. But how could you not to begin with? That's the thing, is there's humans versus aliens. It's not hard to get behind them, but you just make them stupid and really full of themselves and insulting. The, the first thing they do is they insult Earth. Oh, what an awful, ugly-looking planet. I can't believe people live here. Yes, I'm so glad when we'll get up here back to our beautiful planet that doesn't have these ugly blue skies. Blue skies? Ha! <laughs> what a ridiculous concept. <laughs> We have purple skies. <laughs> Severely tinted purple skies. You know, it's like the tinting in oh, the yeah. movie. Like, like the idyllic earth stuff was, you know, just, you know, standard green. Sure. Yeah, it was well, just... Well, like gray, it, too. Yeah, but... it, well, yeah. No, but it just looked like, you know, they had just shot. And then, like, they had done no enhancement. Yeah. But then, like, anywhere where, like, there had been, like, a, a nuclear destruction afterwards was, like, a red tinge... And then, like, the dome where the aliens, like, had their headquarters was a blue tinge, and the planet was purple tinged, and... Yeah, it was... It was weird. 
And the humans found out pretty fast what cameras were, though. That I didn't quite get. I, I know they're cam hidden cameras and buttons. Him, hidden cameras and buttons when you don't know what a camera is. They they, they don't even know what buttons are. Like they put these shirts on, and it's probably the first time they've seen buttons. Hey, there's a little guy in there. <laughs> well, you know, chalk one up for the humans. They they are clearly the smartest smartest race in this movie. So Un, unlike as we've said at length, the cyclos. Who for? All right, one more thing I want to point out. So the scheme is that um, the cyclos or like Turl, the lead cyclo, John Travolta. Is gonna mine this gold without the parent company planet knowing about it, so he's doing it surreptitiously. So he has to figure out a way to smuggle the gold off planet. <laughs> yeah. So it appears that he decides to take like frozen dead cyclo corpses, then their coffins, and fill the coffins up with gold around the body. <laughs> then he's like, looks at his handiwork, and then he's like, perfect. <laughs> As if no one will notice that this dead cyclo is suddenly like. 400 pounds heavier. Well, maybe it's like the the quadruple chin <laughs> cyclo guy from Big Head <laughs> It's just, just a fat guy. Yeah. Uh, just some, like John Travolta, I mean, he looked like an alien, but he looked the most human of all the aliens, and anyone who wasn't a main character, like him and Forrest Whitaker, just looked bizarre. Like, four chins or hair all over their face, or the women were completely, like, not completely bald, but had, like, Huge foreheads with makeup all over them, but apparently, Kel- oh yeah, Kelly Preston was in this movie, wasn't she? Well, who was she? I don't know. She apparently won the Golden Raspberry Razzie Award for Worst Supporting Actress that year. I think she must have been the tongue girl. I would have to guess the girlfriend of her husband. Yeah, yep, that's who it was. <laughs> oh yeah, Kelly Preston, Travolta's husband or wife. Oh, okay, fair enough. It was just a scene where a female came out and showed her long tongue. Which suggested something sexual. <laughs> uh, it was pretty disgusting. There were a few disgusting parts in this movie that I didn't approve of, and that was one of them. <laughs> I mean, I, all right, I know that this is a, something about do with Scientology, to, uh, just because it's all around sure, Harvard. But sure. since I don't, since my knowledge of Scientology is kind of sketchy, and I didn't really see what the mine too the parallels were, we just won't talk about that. So if that's why you're listening to this, I'm I'm sorry, but instead. Um, we'll just talk about some other things, but I'm seeing on the Wikipedia page, so uh, credit to whoever uh, edited and contributed to this Wikipedia page. Um, you guys are helping us out. Kudos <laughs> to you guys. Apparently, Battlefield Earth basically swept the 2001 Golden Raspberry Awards. <laughs> worst picture, worst director, worst screenplay, worst actor for John Travolta, worst supporting actor for Bray Pepper. <laughs> Which is maybe unfair. Yeah, you know, he seemed to do the best he could. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe he could have been better, but... No, I'm sure you could figure it out. I mean, what is he supposed to do? I mean, it's a pretty standard part. The guy who's revolting against everyone has yeah, to be inspiring. That's true. He wasn't the worst part about this movie, definitely. Worst supporting actress, that was Kelly Preston. Worst supporting actor, Forrest Whitaker, only nominated, didn't win that. And then my favorite here, uh, worst screen couple... John Travolta and anyone sharing the screen with him in Battlefield Earth. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Was also, in 2005, won the worst quote-unquote drama of our first 25 years of the Golden Raspberry Awards. Uh, was nominated for Worst Actor of the Decade with John Travolta. Did not win, but did win Worst Picture of the Decade. Yeah, absolutely. Apparently, the movie's only half the book. 
Oh, yeah. And apparently <laughs> they were planning at the beginning of the like production to film the second half as a sequel. So it ends on like a potential sequel. Like John Travolta is like locked up in a cage. Spoiler alert. Not that you're ever going to see this movie, but. Well, it's in Fort Knox with all the gold he wanted to steal, which is ironic. Get it? Is that ironic? Um, it's stupid. <laughs> I correct myself, which is stupid. <laughs> but apparently, the the film bombed so horribly that you know, yeah, why? Well, okay, apparently, why not just kill? Nobody kills anyone when they're supposed to. I mean, of course, that happens in all movies. You know, I was like, oh, just kill him. But really, let's leave him in a cage to think about what he's done instead of just killing him like we should have done. Well, it's easier to it's easier to do the sequel, Battlefield Earth Two. The fight against bankers. <laughs> Apparently, the novel, the second, the parts after the movie, have to do with her. They're not sure that Cyclo's gone. There's like an intergalactic bank that wants to liquidate the Earth for debts. There's like a rival alien race. There's a rival yeah. dude. It's just full. So apparently, right. he decides to teach them all math and teleportation and is the first person to ever crack Cyclo tech or yeah, something. It's all very full of uh, very obvious parallels. Which, uh, it makes me want to do a little bit of reading on Scientology to see if these are some of their main talking points. Like, Well, we could, we could probably just read the articles that talk about the relation between the two. Oh, true, probably. But... but yeah, so we did not get that sequel in part because of horrible, horrible, horrible reviews that I will go into in a second. But also apparently because the production company committed fraud on this and was caught on it, they apparently said it cost seventy-five million or something, and only actually cost forty-four million, and the rest was just like padding. You know what? <laughs> you know what's hilarious? That was part of the movie. <laughs> That's what one of the characters in the movie did. Was he said that it made a loss, and when they actually made a gain, and he was pocketing That's right. the extra money. It was money. the back guy. What? So do you think they like saw this in production? Was like, that's a brilliant idea. Why didn't we think of that? <laughs> Why don't we eat rats? That sounds like a brilliant <laughs> idea too. <laughs> oh. I don't know what you're so down about. You still get to be head of security, which, from what I can tell, is a pretty cushy job. I can assure you that I was not groomed since birth to have some cushy job. That even a moron like you could perform. <laughs> While you were still learning how to spell your name, I was being trained to conquer galaxy. All right. So let's leave you with some of the critical reception. Roger Ebert gave the film half a star out of four. He described it as, quote, something historic, a film that for decades to come will be the punchline of jokes about bad movies, end quote. True. Uh, we did talk yesterday about North, which actually received a zero. <laughs> So I'm not sure I actually want to watch North, but there apparently are worse films than Battlefield Earth. Not many. He apparently also commented in the book that he wrote that some movies run off the rails. This one is like the crane trash in The Fugitive. Aaron <laughs> <laughs> Mountain gave it a bomb, said clumsy plot, misplaced satire, unbelievable coincidences, and a leaden pace trampled Travolta's weird but amusing performance. <laughs> David Blyler gave the film a star out of four uh, in the TLA video and DVD guide. He said this is disjointed, tedious, and every bit as bad as its reputation. We mentioned what Jon Stewart said. And the list just goes on and on. 
and yet we decided to watch it. Like, I was worried. I, I was actually pleasantly surprised by the fact that it was laughable. I thought it was just going, with what I heard, that it was just going to be unwatchable. And, you know, it's it's bad, but if you know what you're getting into, I feel it's not, you know, yeah, I mean, maybe worth getting the references. And uh, I, I'll admit that Part of me just wanted to see it out of morbid curiosity, much how like we watched Ishtar that one yeah, day. Yeah, it's not Ishtar. I'm more sorry for watching Ishtar than this. <laughs> I mean, I would rate Ishtar maybe higher, like as quality of movie made, perhaps, or certain qualities of the movie, but... No, here's the thing. It's, at least I could get through. The thing about the movie is it could have been... It could have been... I don't know if it could have been good, but it could have been decent. What all they had to do was straighten out the tripod... <laughs> rain in John Travolta yeah and not put slow-mo and everything and like set out to make an action film instead of a big 90 Im- minutes a 90 yes. minute action film instead of a big important epic drama if they had gone for the action the quick action movie which I mean maybe that would do disservice to L. Ron Hubbard's masterpiece is this his masterpiece uh, I know it's yeah, the book sure. I always hear about so. yeah it's well I'm sure there are more there are ones that are probably more on the point <laughs> Scientology wise I'm not sure what I was really supposed to get from this one, but then yeah. again. I mean, so maybe it would have done a disservice to that in the minds of, you know, Scientologists. Could be. But, yeah, I mean, if, if they had approached it as, let's make an accessible action movie and then people can learn about Scientology or whatever later, sure. it might have been a better movie rather than yeah. trying to put that in the forefront. Or, or I guess I don't know if to put it in the forefront, but it just always felt epic. But the problem is when you make everything epic, including slow motion everything... It stops being epic and it's just dull. Yeah, I don't like... If a villain's dumb, then he better be, like, extra strong. Or, like, if he's not extra strong, then he better be really smart. Like, if you're dumb and slow... (laughs) (laughs) You're kind of strong, I guess, but... It's like I didn't really worry about them the whole time. I was like, oh, the humans are going to make it. I don't have to worry. (laughs) Although I, you know, I they although maybe they should have reined in John Travolta. He was probably about the best part of this the movie as it stands, just because he was so well, over yeah. the top ridiculous. I, actually, I think if they made no other changes and had someone other than John Travolta, it would have been unwatchable. I more, think more unwatchable. More unwatchable. But yeah, more unwatchable. <laughs> oh, so I hope. <laughs> oh, okay. I just read one more thing I want to say. The Providence Journal highlighted the film's unusual color scheme. Quote, Battlefield Earth's primary colors are blue and gray, adding to the misery. Whenever we glimpse sunlight, the screen goes all stale yellow as though someone had urinated on the print. This, by the way, is not such a bad idea. (laughs) Uh, Well, we hope that you enjoyed uh, listening to us talk about this film (laughs) more than we enjoyed watching it. And hopefully, well... I hope we've uh, kept you from watching the film, but I guess maybe you have to experience it. All right. If we've piqued your interest, we sincerely apologize. (laughs) This is the Gobeski Wallace Report, signing out. Goodbye. We here at the Gobeski Wallace Report would like to sincerely apologize to Forrest Whitaker's Dawn. Considering how prominently it was displayed in the movie, it's a shame we didn't discuss it even once. But if you feel like we've omitted anything, please feel free to contact us at charlierwallace at gmail.com.
Oh, we'll cut that. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs>